You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. What's your vision for the future? In this episode of Carly's Couch, we talk about the life manifesto technique and how to apply it to your life. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, y'all. Or whatever day it is. If you haven't got your mugs yet, go ahead and hit carlyscouch.bigcartel.com and go ahead and swoop us up. Yeah, and shout out to the people who are getting the whole set and shout out to the people who got the Lex mug, which I had a friend say they was going to get my mug and I don't think they got it, but I'm not on the back end, so I don't know. Not yet, but right. I'm excited I will to call see somebody out. For sure. I'm about to say, so they have not yet, <laughs> but we'll call you out. We shall. Um, also, happy new year. This is the first episode of Carly's Couch for 2024. Um, so we wanted to start it out with a little bit of, you know, goal setting. Everybody should be in that mindset this time of year. And I should be, but you probably kind of are. Um, so we're excited about this week's episode. We're excited about a new year. Excited about another 52 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> or however many weeks ish. there are. Um, but and let's get started with the question from the couch, Carly. What is one thing you learned about yourself this year? And then for this is for 2023. Yeah. So one thing you learned about yourself in 2023. Um, So how important a standard operating procedure for myself is. And what is that? Um, Like a way that you live life. So think about standard Mm. operating procedures for companies. It's the way that you set yourself up to be successful. Like I know I need to work out and do all this. So kind of like making a little manual for your best self and best success. I like that. That's probably kind of what we do in, in a similar way too. Mm-hmm. Um, one person said they learned that they'd been burning their candle at three ends and they need to do something about it. So sometimes that's good to learn about yourself that uh, you need to do something different. Mm-hmm. Another one was that they learned that they enjoyed being single. That's being good. single is fun. That's real. Yeah, sure is. Another person said that after losing their mom, they learned that they had relied on her more than they knew and that they actually are stronger than they thought. So sometimes it does take a loss to learn about yourself and depending on yourself and how you move through the world without. Mm-hmm. Another person, I guess that's a similar thread because we have mm-hmm. that I'm strong, that I'm a fighter, mm-hmm. as things that people learned. But one thing about uh, saying I'm a fighter, because I, I used to always feel like that too, be like, yeah, I'm so, um, I'm so good at like persevering. I'm so good at fighting and figuring out. And then I realized that I kind of wanted to stop saying that mm-hmm. oh, I'm such a fighter because like, actually I don't want to do that. So when I feel like I'm looking at things through the lens of like, oh, I can figure this out. I can, I'm, I can make it through this. It feels like everything becomes a problem that you have to fight through. Um, So that's one thing I would say about that is being careful about how we describe ourselves and the things that 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 is a good quality to be able to. But are you focusing on the fighting? Are you focusing on the peace you want to feel without having a fight? And Will, I love that one because we'll talk about that a little bit with the life manifesto. Like when you Mm -hmm. envision your life for yourself, I had to change that, too. It's like I can make it through anything, but I don't want to have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes when you when you write things down too, you see that and you're like, ugh. Actually, like, what is the thing that's good to repeat? And sometimes you're like, this isn't the thing to repeat, but maybe if I switch it around a little bit, it works better for you. Another one said um, they learn that they have the power to truly commit to change and they can forgive themselves for being themselves, which is cool because um, I think realizing that you can change it is very beneficial. And now it's like, all right, let me start tackling things. Which flows into the next one, that sometimes what I call resilience is an unwillingness to accept change. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone said that receiving help instead of being the savior is part of their healing. That's good. That they understood 
you can learn from receiving. Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of times the things we need to heal are the opposite of what we always do. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, um, someone learned that they are more nurturing than they thought. And another That's person, real. yeah, I love that. Another person said that they learned that they have to prioritize rest. Yeah, they must be burnt out at that point then <laughs> for them to realize that. Um, one person said they rely, what, wait, what was the question again? I feel like I need to One thing refresh. that you learned about One thing yourself. they learned about themselves. Last I don't want to mess it up. Yep. One thing they learned about themselves last year is that they need to give themselves permission to be human because that doesn't stop the hustle and rest is part of the plan. Another person learned that they care too much about what other people think and that mm-hmm. they should stop that. Mm-hmm. Another one said that I'm not as strong and resilient as I thought I was. So I think that's cool. They said knowing that is okay. I actually, um, similarly, I was like, shoot, I don't, I learned I don't like doing anything. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm okay sitting on the sofa when I want to sit on the sofa. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Another person learned that they are not a doormat. I'm and then sorry. someone, you're good. Let's see, kick me if y'all ain't watching. Um, another one learned that they lack patience, and I hope you're working That's on real. it this year. That's real. Sometimes it's good to to learn about yourself the things that aren't your strong suit because it helps you to be a little more accountable. Like, when I finally, like, accept, like, oh, yeah, I'm not really a good listener. Like, when, once you accept it, it's, it's just a little different as far as moving forward because sometimes when you're pushing against and being defensive about stuff, that's when you're really not moving anywhere. Um and then the last couple ones, they learned about themselves, that they need to pay attention to their intuition, especially to how their nervous system reacts to certain situations. And this last one I identify with, too. They said getting irritated really does raise my blood pressure. And I learned a lot of things about my um, heart rate and blood pressure and activities and things I do this year, too. So it's cool to learn those uh, physio- physiological things about yourself. Because mm-hmm, that's important. And understanding your nervous system and health that that's the stuff that'll change your life for real for mm-hmm. real yeah sometimes when you are like looking at evidence and, and looking at data and stats and stuff then it's like oh you can't question that you need to change something or or just having the knowledge that oh if I do this it means this now it's like you're making that conscious decision like every mm-hmm. time I drink a drink now I'm like I know what this is doing to my body because I can feel it, see it, whatever, whatever. And so it's like you need to be okay with those decisions you make because all of that connects. Um, what is the thing that you learned about yourself, Carly? Man, I knew I, we wrote this question. Yeah. I posted it, and I still I'm not ready about with it for 24 answer. hours. <laughs> um, That's okay if you don't have an answer. It yeah, is hard. I was going to say, I don't. And also, like, I feel like, I don't know, I learn stuff all the time. Not, not that it's a cop-out answer, but I spend so much time mm-hmm. being self-aware. You could do it once a month, probably. Uh, like, probably I sooner. Um, I I learned that a way that I respond in an argument is a triggered trauma response, <laughs> um, which sounds like, duh, bitch. But I was able to work on that a lot this year, and I feel like I was a lot more mm-hmm. present. I also learned that in relationships – I need a repair plan after an argument. Like we need, to, I need to figure out like some things to help me be okay with you and to help me be okay with it. And um, was able to communicate that to my partner. So that felt good. That's good. And so similarly in the fact that it sounds like you learned what your needs are, what more of your needs mm-hmm. are. Um, and now you're able to practice that and see how that works in real life. I think that one of the things that I learned was that life really is easier when I'm living in my truth. Mm-hmm. And by that, it's like literally like what I feel like doing is what I should do. And or um, it's when I feel like a need's not being met, I can I can more quickly express that, like just straight up saying 
I need this, being able to think about like, and know like, what do I want right now? What do I need right now? And, and make the steps, um, instead of like sitting and stuff for really long. So like getting in relationships, breaking up in relationships, um, making business decisions, um, expressing to somebody something that I don't like or whatever, all of that stuff. I, I realize it becomes fun. Um, and everything just feels lighter. It, as soon as you make a decision, finally, like we talked about cutting people off and stopping extending grace and all of that. But as soon as you make definitive decisions about who you are, it's so much lighter and things are easier and they flow so much better um, when you actually acknowledge that and live in that space. Mm, that's a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> Y'all are welcome for that. But yes, it is. And I think that that's cool that we're talking about life manifestos today because a lot of that is learning yourself and then visualizing mm -hmm. it so that it can become your everyday reality. Yes. Um, the life manifesto technique is about how you use visualization, which um, I never had like a real serious like visualization process. Would you say you had like a, a for real process? I feel like you've talked about it a little bit more than me. What, it, what does that look like for you? Um, so the fir first time I was introduced to it was like Tony Robbins because they do visualization and he actually does one like if you don't change things, visualize your life, the end of your life mm -hmm. now and how disappointed are you? Are you If you continue mm -hmm. all these habits and things that you're trying to change, if you're not, if you don't choose to get the discipline and level up, like what will your life look like and what will you lose? And so that's like the first time I ever did like a really powerful one. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, wow. And But on the flip side, Matthew McConaughey talked about it in Green Lights, but I feel like it's pretty standard around is like to like write a movie about your life and just to practice in your meditation so funny to do it. so in my random like high random notes journal one day I was thinking I wrote down just randomly the phrase um life is a movie what scene do I want to be next and mm -hmm. I was like yeah you can think about like choose your own adventure or like yes. really like this is a movie and it's like so what do you want to happen because so, it sorry, is that was like a random no but that's but, like that came to my mind randomly before too. Like it really is really that real. easy. Like, none, yeah. none of this is real, but it really is that easy to visualize. And he talked about kind of how that changed his life. Um, and so mm. typically I've done visualizations um, in a sense of like releasing stress or envisioning myself somewhere else. But then um, we'll get into the life manifestation technique about like visualizing my life and how I, I want it to be and like actually practicing that more. Um, it was kind of cool. Someone asked me the other day, like, when I wake up, what do I want my, want my reality to be? Mm -hmm. And I was able to rattle off. They were like, damn, that was smooth. And mm. I was like, I'd be practicing. That's funny, too, because I think I did that yesterday when I woke up. And I was like, I'm deciding I'm going to have a good day today. And sometimes I feel like that's when you're really in the space of this stuff, air quote, working, is when you're not thinking about it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I know we're talking about it and, Makes like, it this is how easier. we do it. But, yeah, like, I think it's cooler when – when it's like you really just start doing that and you just start thinking like, yes, I really can decide like I'm, I'm straight today. Um, so that's really cool. I think with visualization, it's always been hard for me mostly because I don't think I had um, very detailed things about what I wanted like that. The most I would say with visualization is for a minute, like in grad school slash probably like the year or so after grad school, I had like a vision board. And when I did see something, I would cut it down and put it up on there but what I realized looking back at it now is like, it's kind of, it was just like regular go-to things. Like, you know, the, a girl with a nice body and mm -hmm. the, a truck I wanted and money, you know what I mean? And I had like a wedding ring and 
like just stuff on it that I'm like, okay, cool. That's what most people kind of say. And, and so looking back at that, I wasn't really seeing myself in it. I was just looking more so at this board and thinking about things that I want or that other people have, but it wasn't like visualizing myself with it. Um, but also one of them was um, something about me and having my own company or something. And that part where a couple of the things like when I look later, I was like, oh, that did kind of actually happen. But I don't think it was because I was really visualiz- visualizing the right way. And so for me, I think one of the biggest, biggest things, um, and you re- um, referred to this as well, is like what, not just what do you want, but like who do you want to be and can you see your life? Like what does your life like day-to-day look like when you wake up or, you know, checking your mail? Are you putting on your Gucci slippers to walk down the driveway? Are you pushing a button for your boy to go down there and, and bring you to fetch the mail. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like really to visualize it is very interesting. And I love like when you're visualizing, I think a big piece that I learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza, if y'all haven't read mm-hmm. his stuff, hop on that is like how you feel. Like you really have <clears throat> yeah. to think about how you feel, how you want to feel when you wake up. And I feel like that's where a lot of the vision boards, which those are cool. I made them for years. I get it. Mm-hmm. That's fire. And good, how do you want to feel? Like, I think that that's the thing where, where we miss because you can't really be in a place if you don't know how it feels. And I feel like a lot of times we do the things that we're supposed to do on vision boards mm-hmm. as opposed to what we really want. And that's because we don't really, we haven't really checked in with ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm really glad that you brought it back around to the feeling because that's the most important thing to be visualizing or to be feeling while you visualize. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what makes it so much more powerful. So I first learned about this life manifesto technique um, because I wrote my life manifesto um, last year in 20, no, 2022 now. Um, and so I got this from Vishan um, Lakiani's book. And I have it here if you're watching the video. It's called The Six Phase Meditation Method. And you can, um, if you look up Vishan Lakiani, you can find like podcasts he's on where he talks all about it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, uh, just listening to his like podcast, I feel like, that was pretty much everything in the book, but I'm glad I still read it. So one of the phases, or let me back up a second. There's six phases of the meditation. So during this 20-ish minute time, um, there's a, a moment where you think about a scene and you're practicing forgiveness. There's a moment when you exp- when you take a moment to feel love and see somebody in your life and you feel that love and you spread that love across the world. And one of them is also um, about visualizing the future where it's like, all right, what does your day look like? And this and this and this and that. And so in this book, though, which I didn't get from the podcast, in this book, there is this guy called John Butcher and his wife. Um, and they talk about how he uses them as an example, um, some of their techniques and how the guy wrote a life manifesto. And I read it and it was so, 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 so beautiful that I was like, I need one of these. Um So we're talking about the visualization first because the reason you write the life manifesto is now so you have a very clear picture and clear feelings that now this is what you're visualizing. And that helps with manifestation because you're like able to see it, you're able to feel it. And just like someone, when they asked me about it, like yes, literally yesterday, I was able to rattle it off and I could Mm -hmm. feel all the feelings of everything I was saying. And that like helps remove blockages and actually helps bring all the things that you want to in your life. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other interesting things about it is that he writes his life manifesto for three years. So they dated it three years in the future. So like mine is dated for 2025. And I thought that was interesting. And I remember um, Vishan saying, 
something to the effect of we often overestimate how much we can get done in a year, mm-hmm. um, but we very much underestimate how much we can get done in three years or what how much can change in yeah. a year or three years. Because I feel like we all look year to year for the most part in, okay, this year I want to do this or next year I want to do that. But three years from now, um, a lot can change because you never know. And so they have... 12 different categories from which they want you to think about what does your life look like in these. Yeah. And I, um, we're about to get into the categories, but I like these two because Tony Robbins has a similar exercise where you rate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can do an A, B, C, D grade, or you can do a one through 10. That way you can know like which part of your life is really behind where you want it to be. And that way you can kind of focus in this like first year. And so as we read these kind of sit and like think, or, um, you know, if you can jot down and maybe like grade yourself or, or how you're feeling about where you currently are in these, in these 12 categories. And also in these, all of these categories is where you're going to write down what your vision is for it. So health and fitness is one, an intellectual life, emotional life, your character, your spiritual life, your love relationship, parenting, your social life, your financial life, your career, your quality of life in general, and what is your life vision? Now, through um, John Butcher and his teachings with his wife, like they'll go more into um, kind of what each of those means, as well as Vishan in his book, they kind of go into what those means. But as you can see, the most important thing is like this is a comprehensive um, look at all parts of your life because all of those are important. Um, if you focus on one or a few of these areas, you can see the difference in your life. You should aim for it all. Like mm-hmm. I remember having talking to probably a few exes ago, I don't even remember, um, to somebody, and I was saying, talking about things I want, and they were like, I was like, this or this, and they were like, well, why don't you just go for all of it? Um, because we know the examples of people who just work, 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 and then maybe their personal life suffers, mm-hmm. or people who are like, la, 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 like, woo-woo land, but then, like, they're living in a tent, or, you know, like, everything can be cool. So thinking about what that full manifesto is will give you such a good place to start. And we'll hop into our manifestos, but I did want to read just one sentence from John um, and John Butcher's Life Manifesto first because it's so beautiful and poetic, Mm -hmm. and I think it's inspirational when you're thinking about your own. So it says, due date, January 2022. Missy, his wife, Missy and I have achieved simplicity on the far side of complexity and created our own version of heaven right here on earth. Aw. Yeah, he writes Mm. this so, so Mm. well that I encourage you Mm. to look at it. If you Google John, J-O-N, Butcher, um, and or maybe um, if you actually look at the six-phase meditation at page 132 is where John's manifesto is. And so when I wrote mine in... uh, December of 2022, I kind of use some of the same style because it's like he writes in a way of like where you really feel, feel. So this is Alexia Clincy's Life Manifesto. And you can look at mine um, at alexiaclincy.com because I put it on my site as a blog post as well. And I pinned it at the top of my Twitter so that way I can remember (laughs) like to just actually go look at it every day. Um, Mine says, my partner and I live in a life of luxury, adventure, and passion. We have the freedom to do what we want, when we want, where we want, with whom we want. We have an extraordinary life that functions at a high level in every important area, all while each hour of the day is ours. So you see, I have a big thing about having my own time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Freedom is our core value. We wake up every day in our beautiful home in Los Angeles and ask ourselves, what do we want this day to be about? 
The biggest project we have ever worked on, nothing, painting, traveling. Life is a playground, a canvas for us to paint. We live in our our unique ability. Our work consists entirely of creative projects that we are uniquely qualified to do. We don't spend time doing anything that we don't truly want to do. This means we create, we write, we record, we design, we produce, we build. We have a higher quality of life than ever before and have lots of money. We live in a home that breeds peace and enjoy the ocean views, the gardens, and beautiful weather and landscapes that allow us to enjoy a home life that evokes awe and feels one with nature at the same time. I work on business two mornings a week, and the rest of my time is my own to spend with my partner and child, SMH, yes, child, reading, watching movies, exercising, working on creative projects, planning activities, or basically whatever I want to do. In 2025, there's a relaxed and effortless flow to our days. They are rewarding and full. We have coffee time every morning and take a walk together every evening. By evening, we are filled from the day rather than drained by it. We bring positive, loving energy and talk about meaningful things over dinner. The food is incredible, by the way. My partner and I love to enjoy the finest of dining, enjoying the craftsmanship behind expert flavor pairing. Why did I write that? <laughs> We're also not opposed to a late night fast food run when the mood hits us. I had to keep it real. For sure. We laugh a lot. We are relaxed. We're healthy, happy, and fulfilled. Our nights are magical. My partner and I have a deep intimacy and an absolutely amazing sex life. It's healing, exciting, adventurous, and so much fun. We're in the best physical shape of our lives and incredible partners in every way. We seek to understand each other and to approach each other with curiosity and a sense of exploration. We are spending a lot of time with our child to make sure they are happy and healthy, and our lives allow us to be effortlessly planning the next one. Our family, friends, and nanny <laughs> make it so that we are able to enjoy time away and time to ourselves without worry. But more than anything, we love to travel as a family and experience the world together. My partner and I have a rich social life in Los Angeles and great connections in countries around the world. We don't spend time with anyone we don't love, admire, and respect. We hang out with people of integrity who enrich our lives and enhance our fun. We make money with our friends, and we often pass along opportunities for them to take advantage of. Our best friends are always down to spend time with us, and, kick, and the kickbacks feel as rejuvenating as ever. We invest a lot in our friends, we travel with them, and enjoy them. In all we do, we strive to have impact, especially on the lives of black people and those who are undervalued by others. We give back through our work, and I enjoy opportunities for service with friends and sorority members. We invest in programs that allow exposure and entrance into business and the arts for those who need resources and mentorship. My company is automated and doing better than I ever imagined. Capsoch has transformed into a multi-million consultancy with an amazing portfolio of top brands, entertainment projects, and even foreign governments. The culture is creative, open, and effective with a people-first mentality. I'm able to advise and support my partner in their work, and we value each other's opinions in regards to business decisions. My partner and I have a very high net worth and no debt. Despite our wealth, our financial life is simple. It's understandable, it's organized, and it's optimized. We're living very, very well. We are living in paradise every day. We are fully centered. We're happy. We're creative. We're fulfilled. We are healthy and energized. We have an extraordinary love life and our ideal careers. We have financial abundance and an extraordinary relationship with our child. We enjoy truly amazing friendships. We relax a lot and enjoy our life without feeling at all guilty about the immense amount of leisure time we have. Mm. That's on fire. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's my life manifesto. Now you see why we didn't read John's because these are long. Um, <laughs> but I really sat down and like thought about what I really wanted. And even with talking about I want a child, right? Or even talking about my partner because I don't 
I've always felt like, oh, yeah, I could just be by myself. I don't want kids, blah, blah, blah. But then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, one of the main reasons I would want children, though, is because I feel confident that I could bring um, a good person into the world or that I could teach somebody and have another good person in the world. And so I came to groups with that. And, like, instead of being like, no, I don't want kids, and for all the fear or reasons why I don't, to actually be like, yeah, I'd love to have a kid. So that is Alexia Clancy's Life Manifesto. That's funny. <laughs> Beautiful. So I love ridiculous. that. Um, mine is Carly Carpio's Life Manifest Ho, H-E-A-U-X. <laughs> um, and so this is the first draft. I have not came back and edited this. So I'm going to just, we going to suffer through this one together. Okay. You got to start with something. I know. It's hard so to here we that. are. <clears throat> Every day is an adventure of my choosing. Peace, adventure, creation, rest, exploration, Whatever. I wake up every morning rested, invigorated, excited for the day. Waking up from cuddles with my partner when we choose. I spend my mornings filling my cup and doing what inspires me to set the tone for the day. My body feels good and is at optimal health and it only seems to be getting better each day. Aesthetically, athletically, all the least. I feel a sense of ease and am peaceful, joyful, and confident. I have everything I need plus anything I could ever want and I'm able to pursue my passions and create all while helping others and elevating my community. Turns out money does grow on trees when you're in alignment. Freedom is the foundation of my life and I'm able to move about whenever and however I need. I'm also able to invest in worthwhile causes, projects, and to help reinforce and build up those around me. I have a beautiful home in Los Angeles and also a chateau in the Italian countryside with a beautiful garden and vineyard. My partner and I travel the world on a whim and with the seasons. We have a rich, deep social life with amazing, inspiring people who reflect us, are always growing, and are living their own life adventures daily. From creating, cooking, exploring, and traveling the world together, we are so excited to continue to choose living life with them. My company helps inspire people to be the best version of themselves daily and to create a life that they love. I speak, train, and do international retreats and grow with my business daily. Everything in my company is automated, I guess, except for me speaking. Um, <laughs> and where am I? And I'm able to experience I the fullness. What AI is going to do. And <laughs> able to experience the fullness and depth of life while growing my company and helping more and more people. My partner's businesses are flourishing, and he is in a constant space of creation, play, growth, and curiosity with me. We also have done some crazy successful partnerships between our two businesses. My partner and I just decided to have children and will start trying soon. Having built up the financial freedom and wealth to parent the way we want, we know it's time and look forward to deeper and greater adventures with each other and our child in this new decision. Yay, that's good. Notice you said cook, and I didn't say nothing about cooking, right? <laughs> so that's even those simple things, mm -hmm. I was like, nah, let me keep this real. Like, I enjoy the finest of other people's dining. Oh, so yeah, my partner and I, we <laughs> love to cook and travel the world I and take not. cooking lessons. And So that's why I'll invite y'all to my house. Yeah, or we'll invite, we'll cook, invite you, you and your partner and child over. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so those are our life manifestos, and Carly, I know she's probably going to, go through hers a little bit. Or there's mm -hmm. probably more you just think to add to in, add, right? for sure. Yeah, and I think I did that too. Yeah, like, I was about to say the amazing sex life that you had, that's got to be on there. <laughs> I changed some things, and then, like, I'd come back later. Because the point of it is to to consistently look at it, right? So for the time that I was doing the, the six-phase meditation regularly, and that was part of it, it's like now I would read this first before I start the meditation. So when it gets mm -hmm. to the part where it's talking about the visualization, then that I was seeing some part of that. I was seeing what... Um, me doing some type of work look like or me playing with my kid at the park or whatever. So it just really helps you to have that point that you can always go back, review this, look at it, feel it. Um, does it still sound beautiful to, to you? Does it still feel good? And if not, you can always just kind of tweak things and change things around. 
Um, so I think to visualize in that way, and you heard a lot of feeling words in there, to visualize it and feel it in that way is just very powerful to, if that's who you are, then everything that you're doing is contributing towards that direction. And I think it's so beautiful. So for me, um, I think the first step is like doing it right. And then going back and workshopping and making sure it all sounds like it's in alignment with me and who I am. But now whenever I visualize, I'm going to think about it similar to how you were saying, but then also each day I'm trying to choose to wake up the same way that I will in three years in these things. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to feel that abundance and that confidence and that love and, and playfulness, like all the things in here, like, I'm noticing, like, oh, I do feel a lot of that already, so that that's cool. Mm -hmm, that is. So this week, we want you all to think about what your life manifesto is for three years from now. So what does 20, 20, 4, 5, 6, 7? 7. Dang. Seven. <laughs> what does 2027 look like um, for you? And write that out. Look up the resources that we mentioned in this episode if you need help with it. And then just start to refresh yourself and read that um, on a daily, weekly basis. Yep. And we'll link Alexia's and then I'll add mine to my website too so y'all can see it. But hit us at Carly's Couch and let us know, you know, what are some of the things that you're manifesting in 2027? And we hope you have a great week and enjoy 2024. Happy New Year, y'all.